WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right, so edition of the WCB Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner, it's Noli. What is up, guys? What's up, boys? Nothing, you know, hanging out, just counting the days down still. Just... 21 days. Another, I don't know if I weeks. want another another shellacking for the next two games of the final just so it's over with and we can focus on the draft or if I want an actual series. <laughs> I want I do not want Vegas to sweep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all I want at this point is just a non-sweep for Vegas. I do have a future on the Panthers, so it'd be really sweet if they could come back and win. <laughs> That'd be nice. In reality, though, I am so focused on the draft and and seeing where this team go Kyle Davidson takes this team this offseason that right. the sooner it ends the better I think I mean even if the series ends sooner it's not going to all of a sudden be like oh it's offseason focus time like teams are going to start blowing up stuff it's like I mean the longer the series goes it's fine I don't know There's I don't know <laughs> so <laughs> there was a trade today. yeah that's true there was a trade today. There's another trade coming, apparently. Yeah. It's in the works. Things and are heating up. Is this is this what is it? Danny Breer, right? Yep. Yeah. Is this his Kyle Davidson moment where he's getting rid of the guys that like I'm sure the, the fans like? I don't even know if the fans really like him. Like, is Carter Hart the Kirby Doc of the Flyers and then Proveroff the Debrinket? Oh god. Don't compare Proveroff to Dabrinkit, yeah. please. Uh, that's a, that's <laughs> a stretch. <laughs> I just figured because I see like, what you're trying to do, but like I Kirby, don't like-, like Kirby and Carter, like they had like better starts to their career, and then it kind of like tailed down a bit, and then it's just like you know fresh start somewhere else. Whereas like Dabrinkit's been like pretty consistent and getting better, and I think Proveroff, I don't even know what he's been doing the last two years because Billy's been pretty fucking irrelevant, but he was pretty good at least in the beginning for you. Tell you what, he's not been doing. He hasn't been wearing pride jerseys. That's for damn sure. That's true. Which apparently is a big issue with Columbus fans not wondering wondering why they are going for players with a negative background right now. But anyway, because they play hockey well, and that's what the sport's about playing hockey. It's true. Not in twenty twenty three. Apparently, that's what that's what the owners really care about. Is can the guys play hockey well? Oh, and thirty percent retained on his salary. Yeah. Yeah, right. We will get yeah, into that, that and more. It actually looks really nice. But yeah, yeah. let's go. We'll get into that more in a little bit here. Um, just a couple Buck quick couple quick uh, maintenance things here in uh, Hawks talk. Uh, let's start with future Blackhawk Connor Bedard. Hopefully, right? Yeah. Oh, you never know. Kyle Davis might be tricky. As soon as you say it, you know, just immediately. Ugh. Just cheesing. <laughs> just... Ah. <laughs> so it feels like a dream. So you, you can pre-order your jersey. <laughs> you think? Do you think he's like in the state where like all us Hawks fans are, where we're like we know it's gonna happen, but like until that jersey's on him, it's just not gonna be like. Like I celebrated when we got the first overall pick, but now it's like I need to see him wearing that jersey for me to yeah. like fully. I don't like just fully embrace everything that's about to happen. To so just get get like completely erect yes yeah i'm i'm at a half chub six, right now six <laughs> to midnight six to midnight 
Um, uh, get, a, get a high stick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving a little poke check right now. I need a high stick. <laughs> <laughs> clip it. Please don't clip that. My parents might see it. <laughs> <laughs> well. Anyway, before game two, uh, the NHL had four of the top five prospects for this upcoming draft at game two in Vegas. First off, talk about, holy shit, what a town to go for your your pre. At 17 years old. Yeah, I mean, they're not really going to be able to do much. Yeah, I'm sure they make some exceptions there for uh, for those guys. But anyway. Probably some parties in the rooms or something. Yeah, Connor yeah. Bedard was on uh, the pregame show on TNT. Uh, he was asked about the possibility of going number one to Chicago, and he said, if they decide to take me, that would be unreal with the history and other sports and culture there and their love of sports. I'd be incredibly honored. So get ready just to so feel honored. Humble. Just so humble. The kid so it just... doesn't sound like he's pulling a wind draws, huh? Like everybody yeah. in the I know, entire and... world hopes he would. Or he's just like waiting till the last moment when they pick him. Then he's like, "Nah, mm-mm. yeah, trade me right now to Vancouver, Dude, you make... there, and not was... the eleventh. I, was... <laughs> I was about to say he would become the greatest supervillain, but I think he'd become the greatest like superhero to the rest of the NHL if he pulled something off like that. But supervillain to Chicago, to Chicago, yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever. But <laughs> fuck the hate yeah, you. I mean. I just I don't know. Like at this point, it's like, how do you even like question like oh, I'm not going to Chicago? It's like he's just doing the right PR moves and he's being taught really well, which is going to come in handy, I guess, in Chicago. If Andrew Shaw and all the other people haven't showed showed us that they probably could use that a little bit. Don't let him near anybody. Just put him in a bubble, please. Yeah. <laughs> protect, no, I I think it's protect him at all costs. Yeah, I think he's put him in a put him in a card sleeve and put him on the shelf. <laughs> Uh, give him his own locker room. Just let him <laughs> have a his own shuttle to and from the rink. Um, no, I think he's literally just like that <laughs> like kind he's of in guy. The bubble. Yeah, twenty four seven. Just AirPods in. You know, muzzle over his mouth. Can't talk at all. <laughs> um, no, I mean he just seems like one of those like good old Canadian boys, as they say. Like he just just quiet kid, humble kid, just like is excited at go for a show overall, but doesn't want to like, you know, brag about doing it or anything like that. It just yeah. seems like such a, a Crosby way to go about things. Oh, it's, it's your life is 100% hockey and it has mm-hmm. been forever. So yeah, as long as you're asking hockey questions, I got hockey answers. Yep. Like you watch the professionals do their little interviews, like, especially at the time that he was growing up, like there were still like very few guys like showing any kind of personality. Yep. Unlike you got Kachuk and Jack Hughes now, they're just the fucking greatest. Yeah. I hope that he can like kind of have that little bit of like uh like lighten up a bit, you know, like joke around, which he kind of showed during that uh right. Yeah, that's what I was gonna that talk. I was gonna ask about that. Like he kind of showed a little bit of personality. Like he comes down, like you said, McDavid, Crosby, all these guys are hockey, 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 and it makes them a little bit awkward talking to the media. But he's doing stuff with like bar down. He did like 98 questions with them. He's doing oh, I didn't the, even see that yet. The TNT. I don't know if they released it yet, but they released like a little oh, clip. There's a clip of okay. it. Yeah. I was yeah. gonna say because I had seen that they were gonna do something with it, but and, I I assumed that it happened already. And he's showing he is showing a little bit of personality. So it's like it's gonna be really interesting to see. Like he potentially could be 
and this is not a shot at like Jack Hughes, Zeger, anything like that, but he could be a, essentially like the first like true talent hockey player with their personality and like really put himself like above and beyond in both categories where, like you said, it's like, I feel like it's either you're a great player, but you have an amazing personality or you have an amazing personality or you're and you're an okay player kind of thing. Like, I don't, I feel like there hasn't been that, that combination between the two just yet. I think when, when it comes to like looking at the generational talents that have come through the league, it's really Crosby and McDavid and you don't get much out of either of them. Like they're I, so, they're say so the close, sorry, the closest was probably like Ovi, like, and yeah. that was because he had flashy style, you know, it wasn't even like he spoke out much, mostly because he couldn't because speak he, fucking English. I was like, yeah, you couldn't understand what the hell he was saying half the time anyways. But, you know, he had the long hair compared to Crosby's, like, clean cut. He had the fucking tinted visor. He had the yellow laces, like, the, the crazy, flop. like, the yeah. flop. Yeah. yeah, it was just, like, his style and, like, his crazy sellies mostly that, like, was different, especially when him and Crosby coming up together, you know, it was just them two compared and it was literally just the the typical Canadian good old country boy compared yeah. to like this wild Russian. And like, I feel like that was like the kind of start of it. And then you like, it leads into like, as we were talking about, I feel like the closest one right now will probably be Jack Hughes just because one, his interviews are hilarious. And two, he's genuinely becoming a superstar in the league. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Fucking um, it's with Crosby too. Like he, you know, I don't, I don't, really heard much of him you know like he's just an upstanding guy but like the other thing is he always like doesn't play in the all-star game like he he just recently played in like one of his first few and mm-hmm. mcdavid just plays west coast and he's like marketed nowhere and so bedard has like the perfect opportunity to be like show as much personality as you can you're going to be central time zone on an on original six team which is the first time of any of these generational talents like and there's so much history that you're coming into. There's so much you can bring to a team, and there's so many records you can set. Like and that's I one mean, of the coolest things. Um, I completely forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> it was right there, and it's gone. Um, oh it's, no, like like going to a central team, like you said, like the Blackhawks, like bef- like they were asked the last two years, two three years, and they still had so many primetime games on, like uh, like last year ESPN or TNT, like. ESPN or NBC before like this year, like they still were getting those like big time games, like nationally broadcasted yeah. games. And now that Bedard's going to be there, like there's going to be even more, which I'm sure the rest of the fucking fans are going to love to see, but you know, they just give it one more year. They just announced all the outdoor games. So give it one more year. I'm sure the Hawks will have another out, outdoor we'll game have an outdoor, this we'll year, have but next year. And the, and the stadium series. And the stadium series, And yeah. for whatever reason, the Heritage Classic, too, is going to be in Chicago. We're going to play every <laughs> or one one outdoor game for each team in our division. <laughs> and we're going to start yeah. the season in Russia or Sweden or something like that, too. Not going to be Russia. Not, Not Russia, Russia, sorry. <laughs> that, that's my bad. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Probably it's Germany, maybe Germany because that's where Reichel's from. And that Sam, uh, was it Sam Rinzel? Rinzel, Rinzel, who's like turning out to be like people are saying he's improving a shit ton. Oh, is he really? Yeah, they're saying he had a, a huge year. So, okay. I mean, yeah, so well, like, is he still committed to like Minnesota the next year, right? I know, isn't, isn't he a hot prospect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying yeah. University oh, of Minnesota. Minnesota University. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. 
I got so oh, confused there man. for a second. Yeah, um, that's a good question. But uh, again, even if he's, he is, he's drafted that's by fine. The Hawks, he's committed to the Wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, the Wild got it. But like, I thought I said the wrong person or something like there for a second. So okay, you no, talking about I mean, Kaprizov? Yeah, <laughs> Kaprizov. <laughs> um, but no, even if he is committed, like we said, it's like we got to get through. I think Bedard's entry level contract, and then this is when this team is gonna is gonna take off. <sighs> I guess like take off, yeah. But like I think after year two, after this year, it's gonna progress into like like in 09 10 when they went out and got Campbell and like the like that kind of guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. And like and QA and QA, what a signing. Um, (laughs) Like it's gonna be like not not obviously not this year, but the font like next summer, I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be huge moves and then give it yeah one or two years and they'll start probably two years so yeah like like you said just after his entry level contract it was it was um Kane and Taze is what like last year of their ELC that they got the first cup yep I wonder if that's like the time I don't I doubt that's, I what, that's the time frame they're looking at for this one well that's what I'm but, kind of was kind of banking basing it off of I think you get through Year two, I even think maybe year two, year two going into year three is when you start adding series pieces. I think next year you add a little bit more, but then it's like year two to three is when you start bringing in the big, the bigger names and, yeah. and the talent. And, and then really once you lock is, down, there's no commitment right now to like any kind of contracts around right. that time besides like Seth Jones. And then you lock down Bedard to his his next contract, and then it's mm-hmm. like, all right, let's Build fucking go now. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm curious to see like what's gonna happen because I'm sure the the plan for what's gonna be on track for the next few years is gonna be entirely shifting just based upon like the prospects we have and how they're developing and what we can actually get for anything that we're moving out. You know, like I know they want to stick to the plan. They're not looking to rush anything now that they have Bedard, but it does kind of like give you a chance to reassess a lot more more frequently. And if players like Nazar and Porchinski are like fucking ready to roll, like, you know, that's when you maybe start getting a little itchy with the trigger trigger finger on like trying to pull, pull something nice. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing it truly changes is the length of bad contracts they take on. Yeah. And possibly like bridge type deals they sign in the off season type to, or like, you know, free agents they bring in. Like, I don't think the overall plan changes here. Like, in general, like, the same premise is going to be in play. I just think it maybe instead of possibly taking a three-year bad contract or something, you know, to really up, you take maybe a one- or two-year instead type of thing. Like, I think that's the o- the major change right here. Yeah. Especially the cap only went up a million. Only a million. going up a million next year. Yeah. Um, they're saying – the following year, it's gonna go up a su- substantial amount because it's three to four. I thought I heard four, but oh, really? I thought it, I haven't heard like numbers. I just heard that they were projecting it was gonna go up a lot more because of you know the players actually don't owe them owners anymore after this year. And everything. yeah, they only owe seventy million right now, I believe. Or once it's all said and done, they'll go into next season own seventy million. Wasn't it? Um... Alan Walsh, like the the one agent for like Flurry or whatever, he had some tweets about it where he was saying that even though the cap's only going up a million, it like it it could the numbers match that it could go up three, 
but they just chose to only raise it in one. Yeah. So I think it was something, um, I don't know fully, but I think it was something along the lines of like, they, they could have made it work to where they paid in full over the summer, what the players owed and then the cap would jump up or they could only go up a million, continue paying throughout the rest of the season, what they owe. And then by next summer, it'll go up more. I think that's what it was. So the players obviously chose to not open the checkbooks this summer and yeah, spread it out through the season. That makes sense. At that point, though, it's like, why? why yeah, why Why push it? It's like, how, well, I'm curious this- how many players they have a say in that have one more year left on their contract. Yeah. And or are like, or you know what? Let's, let's wait. Let's wait and let's see. Yeah, or they're locked in already and it's just like, yeah, I don't it. really want to spend more money to make it so that the better teams can have more cap space. And like, I'm locked guys, in and I'm locked in in six years in Vancouver right now. Like no, no same, fucking way. Yeah. I signed my deal during COVID and the cap hasn't gone up once. I'm not fucking like you guys <laughs> now. Right. An extra couple million. God. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, interesting, interesting things coming up. And then like is, I know my history of our past GM and how I felt about him is well known. But isn't it fucking amazing trusting the man in charge and being able to like to like not being freaked out that he's gonna do something fucking stupid? Like everything he t- the when he talks and the way he lays things out, it's like I have all the faith in the world in, in Davidson to do the right thing and 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 to stick to his plan and guns in this in this rebuild. We have to. Like Toronto has the Shannon plan. We need to come up with something along those lines for Davidson because I feel like it's perfect. Um, not the word, like not being able to come up with a word, but like his plan is coming to fruition. And like, yeah. like you said, like it's everything he's done. It just gives you so much confidence going forward. on like where the team's going to be and what he has in store. Like I'm excited, like looking at his trades, that he's done since he came in, they haven't been super big trades, but everything's like worked out like super yeah. well. Like everything oh, he, has worked it's like out. He's so playing well. a chess game, and like every single move has been good, without like seemingly like coming across as like, oh, okay, like that that was a really great move. But like right now, where we're at, we're like, how the fuck has this come together this way? <laughs> and, yeah. it hasn't, and it's not like he's like fleecing any team or anything. He's not like pulling right. an Eisenman where it's like, oh, don't answer the phone. It's like it's working out for both sides in some cases, but like they're minor moves and it's just it's building so well for the future. Like, I mean, I I feel like we talk about it all the time and I love talking about it, but flipping Alex Nylander for Sam Lafferty and then taking Lafferty and McCabe and getting a first and like a couple other like things out of it. Like, oh, yeah genius yeah. like just a fucking well, great move i remember when you were when he was originally deciding to like trade to brink it and like get rid of doc and we we're just like how could you do that like but then he got the seventh got korchinski and apparently korchinski had a monster year and looks like he's going to be a future like stud and they're like okay like that's great plus we have one, another one d we have a third coming up too from that and we have the second which was paul ludwinski which could be something we never know but that's always it's good to have like that guy on the back end, especially if we're gonna build a younger team. And then flipping Doc for 
the 13th overall and that's going to possibly be like one of our cornerstone players now too for the future and it's just like and not only that hard but, to argue with it at this point but at the time you're like what the fuck is happening but yeah. making those moves you keep those guys you're not getting bedard either exactly like <laughs> that that led that leads into the the first overall it's yeah it, like I said, man, it's like a chess game, and all the like all the pieces are just falling right where you thought they were going to be going. And it's just like, God damn. Do we declare ourselves the winner of the Debrinka trade already? It depends on where he what happens with him this offseason. If he resigns, then like I'd say it's pretty even. But like if he's gone already, and they don't get the value back for what they like traded us, then absolutely we want we want it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I mean, if he goes on to sign an eight-year deal and he fucking lights it up up there, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. But if he, With, yeah, if he just walks. It's crazy to me that, like, he's considering not doing it because, like, what they have on that team locked up long-term with Stutzla and um, Kachuk. Kachuk and Josh Norris, too. Yeah. Like, on just the front end, like, those are very yeah. solid pieces at a very young age around his age. That like and, I mean that team would build around the four of them and with Shabbat in the back end. How are Drew, caps? Drew's there for a couple just a couple more years, which like yeah. he's older, but he still played really well last year and like he can dish the fucking puck. And that's like what a guy like to bring it wants on his yeah. line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they're projected... they injuries with the goalies and like that's what kind of bit them in the ass. And also trading away, um, what's his name to Minnesota? Philip Gustafson. Yeah, Gustafson. That kind of fucking hurt too. For Cam Talbot. Yeah. Right now, Ottawa's sitting at seventeen million, just over seventeen million in cap space. I mean, and then they only have one, two, three, four, five, six forwards signed, three defensemen signed, and no goalie signed after next season. So it's like they will have the money. To sign to yeah. bring it and to continue to add pieces and well, they don't have a lot of money because his qualifying offers nine million. No, but I'm, I'm, but I'm saying though, like to sign him long term, it's not like it's uh oh well, we have to figure out this out. It's like okay, well, you could sign him to a long term contract, and then you can figure out the rest around that kind of thing. Where it's like they can they have a little bit of room where it's not like. Well, fuck, we got to si- offer him this now just to get him to sign. And then now, shit, what are we going to do down the line? It's like they have a, li- they have a little bit more freedom yeah. to work. I just, um, just imagine, like, he denies all the offers that they send him. Then they qualify they qualify him. He gets a one-year, $9 million deal and just fucking walks next year. <laughs> Pulls a Pasternak. Really? Like, just fucking tears it up, too. So his fucking price goes up Yeah, even puts higher. up, like, 120 points. Yeah. They make the play out. <laughs> and then they and lose to Florida in the first round. God, dude, I they still, have... I still think he ends up in Detroit. I just, I don't yeah. know why I, I feel so confident in this. I just, I think he ends up there in Detroit. Also, if Eisman calls you for him, Ottawa, hang up the phone. Like, I yeah, just... Detroit has Detroit has the cap space to sign him to like a long term deal, or just give him the nine million and then completely build around him and Larkin. They have six picks in the first three rounds, including five in rounds one and two coming up. And then they have two first rounds next year. So it's like they have the draft capital to their draft pick capital to make a move for him, to make it worthwhile for Ottawa. And it's like at this point, too, it's like does Detroit kind of have to like fucking jump to the next year 
because it's like they've been rebuilding for how long now? Yeah, it's been it's been a, like a decent handful of years. But I mean, yeah, they I think they're they're in build mode, right? Like, I mean, they made gonna, big they moves last offseason. Yeah, with what Kubalik? Well, no, they brought in Kubalik, the uh, David Piran, Andrew Cop, Billy Huso. Billy Huso. Billy Huso, yeah. I mean, it's like they were doing the moves. Ben Sherrod, I know that really wasn't like people kind of questioned that one a little bit, but I know but Morgan they, tra- Sider, they traded away like chronic. Like that was that like was that, weird. One of their best performing defensemen. Yeah, that also, was also yeah. He's one. in Vancouver, isn't he? Yeah. Who, who did they that trade? Was a very they, odd trade. Yeah, Vancouver traded the first round pick they got in the the Horvat trade for him. Yeah, it's the Islanders pick, and then then um, they got Vancouver's second rounder this year, and uh, Vancouver got the fourth rounder this year from Detroit. Who did they? Uh, they traded somebody off to St. Louis that was on like the. Uh... It was no, they didn't trade them. They it was waivers. It was waivers. It was, okay. Yeah, it was it was Verana. Yeah, 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 and he ended up fucking having a good year with the Blues. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, it's because he was like he wasn't injured. He was just in the player in the, assistant program, and then yeah. they just like didn't let him play. I know, which is weird. Like that's what I don't get. Like, like you said, like, like that's a good player. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the change of scenery, getting out of Detroit, kind of helped him with like his it's, yeah, whatever was going on. Maybe, and that's why he started playing what better. But it seemed like they didn't have confidence in in him, anyways. Yeah, that was just it, a weird thing. Kind of, I, I thought he was going to do great in Detroit, but, you know, mm-hmm. he's turned out to be a pretty good fit in St. Louis, but I don't know how much that has to do with the fact that he's probably playing alongside, like, Robert Thomas or uh, Jordan Cairo. Yeah. And, like, those are probably a little bit more dynamic players that he can fit in with. Do you think they're going to go after uh, Anthony Mantha and bring bring him back? <laughs> Just put the two together? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. Oh my god! I am so excited to see what happens this offseason. This offseason is good. I mean, it's so it, crazy what, for a weaker class, like free agency class. It's like it still seems like there's so much is going to happen. Well, like, that's the thing is like I don't give a shit about the free agents as much as like with the cap only going up a million, where some teams are sitting currently, and the fact that like I'm thinking everybody wants to make moves during the draft. Like yep. I think the draft day is going to be just fucking hella busy. Especially, like, there's a lot of guys, I don't, well, like, guys like Marner, who have a no-movement clause July 1st. Yeah. If if you're going to get moved, it's time, like, July 1st. It's it's basically, like, draft day. Is that the entire core four, or not the core four, like, Marner, Matthews, and Nylander, doesn't that, isn't that all the same thing for them? I think it's just. Nylander's uh, on his last year anyway. I think it's just Matthews and Marner. Okay. John Tavares has a full no move clause. Dude, can you it's imagine that? They fucking oh no, the core four is not going. The core four is not going. Draft eight. Hey, by the way, Marner, you're out. Matthews. Although I don't can't see them moving Matthews. No. I don't know. It's just gonna be it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna be at the draft. I can't wait to see some of these fucking trades live, and I'm gonna be freaking out. It's gonna be a great time. That's I'm so excited. excited. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I can't wait to see what Davison does because last draft was like surprising, but like turned out great. We went from and zero first rounders to three, right? Three, yeah. And we already have two. Like, does he get a third? 
does he move up? I don't think we get a third. Four second rounders. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we get a third. I think we move. If anything, we move up. I think we get a third. I think we trade away some seconds in a first next year for a first this year. It's. I could just with all the talk of like how fitting it is with Vancouver and Chicago, which is crazy to me too, because there's other teams that need to reach the cap floor that they could be chatting with. I don't know if those teams have the kind of draft capital though, or the willingness to take on Brock Besser. Um, or Arizona like somebody not. else or somebody like Garland or Tyler Myers or whatever, but like it, do, it would just make so much sense to somehow wiggle that 11th out of them without moving the 19th. Mm-hmm. Because just how, like, even if it's a draft pick from next season, like, who fucking cares? Or the like, top, like, the the higher second round this year. Yeah, you can move us, you can move that second, even though it's going to be like 35th or something. Um, you can move the fucking Tampa pick next season mm-hmm. because I'm sure that this one is probably going to be the better of the two that we're going to get. Because I don't see how Tampa gets worse next year and doesn't make it past the first round never know i know you never know but with boston basically like seemingly being on the decline i think tampa has a better chance of making it past the first yeah round. where we hear that before though we said the exact same thing going into this what do you season? think boston's gonna come back and put up 145 fucking no points? but i'm just saying though like i i mean that's kind of like okay boston can be on the decline yeah no did they no thought shit. going into last season no shit they're gonna be on the decline like yeah. they have the best season in regular season history yeah, there's no way they're going to match or do better than that. But it's like right. everybody talks about like how Boston was dead. This was it. Their 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 season like they're done after this coming into the season. They'll be lucky to make a wild card spot. It's like I can't count that team out until it actually happens. Like you can't count on okay. Toronto to win until but Toronto does it. Here's the thing. They have less than 5 million dollars in cap space. And they have 15 guys play on the team. So they don't even have Swayman signed. They don't have well, – I mean, obviously, Patrice Bergeron doesn't have a contract. Tyler Bertuzzi doesn't have a contract. Nick Foligno, ha- Garnet Hathaway, David Krejci, Thomas Nosek, Trent, Trent Frederick, fucking Connor Clifton, and Dimitri Orloff. Like, plus, yeah, but plus for some reason – Bergeron and Krejci hits um, – Their bonuses. Their bonuses, which go into the cap next year. So, like, that's even less yeah. cap next year. <laughs> So what they'll do is they'll just ride it out again. They'll just be like, all right, we'll sign like league signs minimum. Like league yeah, we'll do league minimum, and then you do all the bonuses, and that's future Boston problem. Yeah. And for some reason, they convince these players in Boston to take less money. I don't understand how they do it all the time. Although I think McAvoy kind of changed that a little bit. Yeah, and it's Pasta I mean, now, too. Pasta not, yeah, Pasta got Pasta, paid. But Pasta, I think, could have got paid more. I do, too. I think he got he took less than what he probably deserved. A hundred percent. If Panarin's making 12 million, Pasta's making 12, at least. Yeah. hundred so, percent. Looking at that division though. I mean, like we we're saying, Boston's older. We don't know what that's going to look like. Tampa's going to be older. They're obviously beat up. I mean, getting knocked out first round, definitely going to help them actually be able to have a decent recovery in this off season. Yeah. But I mean, where's Florida going to be at next year with all this confidence that they have going oh, to so a final? You're telling me Tampa doesn't make any moves Ottawa. where they throw the fucking – they throw everything at a team and go, I don't give a shit, give me your third rounder – or give me your third third line guy that's going to just somehow tear it the fuck up. Yeah. But, I mean, like, like Buffalo took a big step this year. Look at yeah, – I mean, I think Ottawa is going to be another step forward next year. Well, yeah. So, it's like – there's the younger teams are coming in on these – 
three teams that have been dominating this division for a while. Yeah. It's 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 getting close to that time. I know we've been That's, saying it like with teams like Detroit and Ottawa, I feel like, especially, but like Montreal is the only team in that division really that I don't see is gonna take a step up this year. Right. Because they're setting themselves up to not right. be in that yeah. But they are setting themselves up for the future with Cole Caulfield. Ooh. Oh yeah, are we done with Hawkstock? Um <laughs> I was going to say the last thing I have, the last thing I have for Hots talk is Nolan Allen Memorial Cup All Star, um, Seattle Thunderbirds go to the final, they lose five nothing, but you know what? Hey, Korchinski, Colton uh, Doc scored the game winner in to get him there in in OT. That's, I mean, that's great experience that you want these kids kids get in and. Nolan Allen and Korchinski, I think, are two guys that are seen that are going to be a, a big part of the of the decor going forward. I mean, we already talked about Korchinski, and I feel like Nolan Allen, he's still hanging around. I mean, he was a he was a Bowman guy, right? Nolan Allen was like the last Bowman. First yeah, and I mean, and he's still hanging around, and he's still being like like talked about like as as a guy. Like he's a top four defenseman, I think, going forward once this next core core hits. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just. Looking at the the Memorial Cup, like seeing how many prospects of the Hawks were in there, it's just like it's fucking sick. Like, yeah, get these kids oh, as yeah. much exposure as they can to like intense, ho- like the highest level of hockey they can get as much as they can. I love it. Oh, the other thing, it's a Connor Bedard related thing. He just all the awards that he won for the yeah. CHL, first oh, ever, the, the first yeah. uh, first ever to win like three of three of the major awards or something like that. Three for three, right? I think so. It was just like best overall player and like most points and top prospect. Fucking the sickest fucking dirtiest motherfucker out there. (laughs) (laughs) If it was a trophy, that'd be a great trophy. (laughs) Another trophy for never eating fast food in his life. (laughs) Oh, that'd be pretty. Yeah, that's that's Connor Bedard all over then. I noticed too, he talks with his teeth a lot. It's very like... So I was gonna say like that TNT interview, he like kind of looked like a robot, and I feel like he had that one joke to open it up, and it was like his agent wrote it on a card, and he was just, <laughs> yeah. like, just roast biz. Everybody's like, "Oh, that was funny," and he's like, "This is laughter." <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't laugh very much when I'm playing hockey. The street, the street robot in a Euro trip, the laugh, ha 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 ha. <laughs> he's just like i don't know how to talk except for on the ice I well, just, just hockey questions when when the hawks drafted to i was looking at like old to like interviews and he was like yeah it's great <laughs> and i was just like yo what the fuck Dude, did we just they're 17 year old kids that's what kills <laughs> yeah, me is like people forget these are 17 year old kids Talking so to the masses, like right. yeah, and Bedard is actually Gretzky to Gretzky too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking insane. But yeah, all right. I'm glad I'm not the only one that kind of noticed the like the little bit. Like he was doing better, but he did have the awkwardness. And I, yeah, I feel like he's gonna hopefully like loosen up and like once he like the the amount of pressure that's on him too is just got to be insane. So he's probably just got that going on, which it doesn't even seem like it bothers him honestly yeah like he just he didn't seem that nervous he just like i don't know just he just kind of you know he's gonna score on his first shot in the nhl right (laughs) johnny can do it our next captain can do it too yeah 
He's gonna score on his first six shots. He's gonna do it one handed, like he, like when he broke his wrist too. <laughs> Just rip it top shelf backhand. Jesus. Oh it's, yeah, it's gonna be sexy. I know it's gonna be so sexy. <laughs> All right, moving on. I also on. feel a little little weird talking about how much I love a seventeen year old kid for <laughs> 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 all my life. It's okay. That was the thing too. In, like, in, in just a little over a month, he'll be eighteen, and then we yeah, can be like, "Oh, be okay. sweet baby!" There's an NHL game. All I'm gonna be having his jersey. This is grooming. This is grooming, guys. Come on, this is grooming. <laughs> Oh god! I was gonna say that in our group text, and I was like, "It's a little too early for that joke," but <laughs> <laughs> let's just keep it fun right now. <laughs> All right, let's move on to NHL talk here. Um, where do you guys want to start? We got Toronto. We got the the trade that happened. We have the cup recap or cup update. Let's do let's do the trade. Trade. Okay. Trade. Trade. Before that, can I just say Montreal got an absolute steal on signing Cole Caulfield oh, to yeah. uh, 7.85 for, what was it, six year, eight years? Eight, eight, yeah. yeah, eight by seven, eight point eight five. 7.85. So, 7.85. Yeah. That's fucking insane. That is absolutely insane. Yeah, good, it's pretty good signing. Good for them. <laughs> There's a handful of, like, minor deals that have been made over the last, like, day, but that's, like, the – Biggest one, obviously. And then I'm trying, to, I'm trying to see if I can find this comment. I think it was on Cap Friendly, but I was telling you guys before this. Or it's like, <laughs> um, when somebody was mentioning, like, oh man, that's such a sick contract for like a potential 40 goal scorer. And then, then the person, somebody replied with, everybody in the NHL is a potential 40 goal scorer. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, dude, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's true. It's not very, it's not very likely, but it's <laughs> Bill Strom could be wrong. forty next year. <laughs> I mean, Jonathan Chichu put up fucking fifty, so anything can happen. Could he be a Tanner forty for forty guy? That's the real question. Cole Caulfield, can yeah. he? I don't know. What does he look like? What does he get for assists? I think he was, he, he was just close a, to a thirty for thirty guy last year. Oh, I just had it up and I asked that a good, well-rounded player on both ends. No, he had 26 goals and 10 assists. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's a 30, 10 guy. So he'll be like a 40, 15 guy, 30, <laughs> yeah. 10 guy. So that made him essentially a 2020 guy based on Tanner. No, no. I, I, I like what I said better. 40, 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody knows how to math. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So the trade, uh, three team trade involving Columbus Blue Jackets, Philadelphia Flyers, L.A. Kings, uh, two Columbus, uh, even uh, Ivan Proloff. Uh, Proloff. Uh, hey, Ivan. Pro, you need to figure out how to say words, man. What is it? <laughs> no, you said even. <laughs> I fucked up. Yeah, Ivan. Ivan Proloff. Proloff. Uh, the Kings. 30% retain on Proloff. Um, <laughs> There's no L in his name, bro. <laughs> Not Proloff. This isn't a bread or anything like that. You guys take it. You guys take it. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the names. That's the only one I know. You got the rest. <laughs> I had the I have the deal up, but I have to like read through it now. So it was Proloff going to the Blue Jackets in a three-team deal involving <clears throat> Kings and Columbus, obviously. So 
Actually, I'll just pull it up on fucking Cap Friendly, and yeah, then that way it right it'd be so much easier. I don't even know how to say his name. Connaughton. Okay. Yeah. Hayden Connaughton. Connaughton. Go ahead. Sorry. Let me fucking pull this up. <laughs> We're doing great here, guys. We are doing great. Okay. We're well so prepared Philly, for that box talk. <laughs> so, obviously, um, Columbus ends up with Ivan Provorov. The thing about it is that's kind of a really good sweetener for them is that he's got 30% retained in L.A. L.A. ends up with Kevin Connaughton, um, Provorov is a part of the deal, whatever, and Hayden Hodgson. I, I don't think this Hayden Hodgson's anything special. And it's it says they're both Kevin. NHL guys right now. Yeah, have, so neither of them have a ton of so NHL. What, what the Kings really end up acquiring is cap space. Because they send out Cal Peterson, and I mean he was sitting in the AHL for like the end part of the season, and they picked up Corpusalo to kind of fucking take over as the number one goalie, and then they also traded out Sean Walker, who was I think he I don't think he's a prospect. He's twenty eight, and he's also making two point six. So, LA, LA, LA basically gets rid of a little over $5 million in cap space. Light the lantern during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Messages call 800-327-5050 or visit gambling helpline M. A.org in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hills Casino and Resort. Uh, 21 plus in eligible states, but age varies by jurisdictions. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets as far as seven days after issuance. Uh, eligibility eligibility and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms for getting a I, I guess like an NHL a decent NHL defenseman in Connaughton I, I guess a fill-in he's like a fill-in guy yeah and then the other kid is really nothing but Philly ends up with this Helga Helga Grons uh, Swedish guy who was picked second in the second round by LA last season. No, not last season. Sorry, 2020. And then they get a first rounder from Columbus. Oh, it's LA's first rounder, so 22nd overall. And then Columbus's uh, 2024 second. second round pick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, LA's second too. I'm looking at what they got from Columbus, but they got LA's 2024 second round pick and Columbus's 2024 second round pick. But the conditions are. Columbus must decide after the 2024 first round is complete if they're sending the 2024 second round pick or the 2025 second round pick. Okay. So, so they yeah. get to decide. It's one of those two. It's basically just LA dumping Peterson's contract and yeah. Columbus picking up Provorov and Philly going out and getting Cal Peterson because it sounds like Carter Hart's going to be on his way out too. So they need a goalie. Yes. Those and are, I think they're, the they're going to they're the be giving Cal Peterson a shot. Yeah, LA. LA I mean, just it's gets, not a bad move. LA gets five million six hundred twenty-five thousand in cap space from this, and they really aren't losing much. Besides, I guess they're getting rid of a first. 
Yeah. So that's good. That's actually great for the Hawks. That's great. For a team that needs to make cap space, getting rid of a first and a second. Setting a good precedent for the rest of the teams that need to clear up cap space and have a first round pick. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I mean, 22nd overall, that's that's not bad. No, just a dump, a salary. Yeah. And they retained on another player that wasn't even on their roster. Yeah. Vancouver's fucked. <laughs> oh, yes. They Would they have to give up? Oh, man, they are fucked. Get the hoses. Hoses. Oh, the okay, never mind. LA didn't give up the first. It was, was Columbus's. Columbus. Columbus gave up the first, but it's with the first that they got in the Jonathan Quick trade. So it's originally LA's. It's originally LA's. I thought it was a part of like this weird mechanic with the three-way deal, but they already already traded the first. So LA really only gave up a second and got like a bunch of cap space. God, dude, LA traded away a first <laughs> to get rid of Quick, and then they just <laughs> traded away more to get rid of another goalie. <laughs> Yeah, that's really weird. It's yeah. always I always I don't get a good feeling about whenever Columbus and LA do deals in Philly, <laughs> all three of them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's where the Michael Richards and uh, Jeff Carter thing started. Yep. yep. Hashtag thanks, Columbus. Oh hey, Mikey. What does what is with those three teams? Like, is Columbus just like the midway point? Like, what the fuck is happening? Just grab grab a. Uh, a thing of Tim Hortons on your way out to LA. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's fucking good, man. What it, it's it's a good that's like like we said the setting that's such a great precedent for like not only not only for out. not only for like teams that need cap space and like trading first round picks, but for trades in general this summer, like a three team trade to start yeah. the summer off. Yeah, give it yeah. to me. You know, it's just gonna be a wild. We're not even in full off season mode yet. I know. So the season the hasn't final even is still going on. <laughs> it's game two, bud. It's like usually you get like the minor league trades, like uh, draft rights and all this kind of stuff gets gets yeah. traded right now. Not fucking NHL players. This is fucking awesome. Like I'm so excited for this off season. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think LA is going to be make I feel like some, every- good, some good moves this off season because they already. Freed up that cap space. Now, like, what are they, they going to do? What, 13 what are they million, for? Right, yeah, they got about $13 million in space now. They um, decide if they're keeping Corpus Al or going after another goalie, too. Dude, what if they go after Ryan O'Reilly? <laughs> Could you imagine if they had Anze Kopitar, Philip Deneau, and Ryan O'Reilly down the middle? Just three selkie fucking crazy. style defense. Like, centers. Oh, my God. How fucking <laughs> sick would that be? Oh my god. Um counterpoint. Can you imagine if Buffalo went up for Ryan O'Reilly and he just found his love for the game back in Buffalo? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just drove through a Timmy's on his way there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that wouldn't be bad though. Fuck, dude. That center death is wild. I was I'm excited. They what do they have? Completely, they have 13 million in cap space. Completely off topic here now, just because you're talking about this. What team, not including Toronto or Chicago, because those are teams we follow, are you most excited to see their offseason? Vancouver. <laughs> Just the draft day. Offseason? Buffalo. Um, I was going to say Buffalo. Buffalo I'm getting really excited for, like, more and more. I, can't, I mean, Buffalo I'm excited for going forward. Um 
but I'd say like like you were saying like Tampa and Boston to see what they do just to retool their team on the fly. Um, uh, just kind of possibly segueing into the next thing, but uh, Pittsburgh. Let's see what yeah. Dubas does in Pittsburgh, and he's yeah. yeah right away. Yeah, that's gonna yeah definitely Pittsburgh too. Pittsburgh. Also, I mean, um, with the Toronto connection, just thinking about the um, draft day, like they're not going to be able to use like the guy that they just signed as a GM as part of their fucking draft. Yep. So. Who's calling the shots? Is it Shanahan? Uh, yeah. We all know who's calling the shots. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah, perfect transition. We kind of mentioned this at the end of the last episode, I think, and I I do think we said we were gonna hold up for Nolan because we knew he was coming on this week. Um, but yeah, crazy turn of events in Toronto, going from Kyle Dubas is going to be the GM and him not be saying I'm only going to be the GM in, in Toronto, nowhere else. Technically he, he wasn't lying. Wasn't his fault. Uh, True. He's not a GM. He's not a GM, <laughs> but is he? He's president of hockey ops. Have they said those? Also, what? Is he really? They... Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. President oh. of hockey ops. I thought he was, I thought he was the GM of Pittsburgh. No, nope. I just don't know if it's oh. like a if it's like a Sam Bowman thing where they name him president and GM or or, or if it's gonna be a Shanahan thing where he calls the shots but he has yeah. a GM doing all the the work exactly. for him. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should just keep, I feel like every time I come on, I should just keep a Leafs hat next to me. So when we go into Leafs talk, just switch hats real quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, fuck yeah. I don't yeah, know. So what what's going, what is going what is going on in Toronto? Like I don't understand this. Dude, I don't know. I don't even like, know how to ask the question because it just seems so fucking ridiculous of what's going on. It's there. stupid because all the moves that came out that Davidson or Davidson, Jesus Christ. Dubis Savior now. Um, the other other Kyle. Dubis, yes, the other Kyle D. Um that Dubas wanted, that Shanahan turned down, it just makes Shanahan look bad. Because we all know what Dubas can do with the cap and what – anytime, basically, anytime he wants a trade, he makes it happen. Like, yeah. they traded for uh, Ryan O'Reilly, and we were all like, oh, I was like, oh, okay, well, he's done. They got Ryan O'Reilly, Nola Chari, and then uh, – and – sorry. Um. So then I'm like, oh, okay, he's done. And then he goes out and gets McCabe and Lafferty too, which everybody thought he was going to do originally. And it's like, like how how the fuck did he work both? You know, like it's just he's he uh didn't give up a first, did he? He did for the Lafferty McCabe one. Lafferty, right? But, but it's not, not this like, year's first. Oh, it's uh 2025. Yeah. So it's like and it's a condition it I think out, too. And then it comes out. Yeah, it is. You know, he was going to give up like a fifth or something like that for Tage Thompson before he took off. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and how does Shanahan turn that down? Like, this guy obviously knows what he's doing. He can see like potential in guys. Like, like he went out and got Michael Bunting and then it turned out amazing for them. Like, other than the suspensions, obviously they got a second cadre, but whatever. Um, it's just like, and then MLSE, like, how do you. Mm pick Shanahan over Dubis in that situation. Like it basically came out saying that Dubis changed his mind on what he wanted the contract to be, where he had full say, where he didn't have to go through Shanahan and MLSE said no. So that's when, well, I guess Shanahan said no, because then he's like, well, then I'd be irrelevant. 
So <laughs> yeah, I would say, did MLS, did they say no? Or did Shanahan present it to be like, Oh no, look at to this bullshit that he wants. Right, we right. can't have this. Right. So it kind of just, yeah, it sounded like Shanahan ended up just nixing it. And like, I don't know, like, it's just, it's weird. Now they have tree living. What's like, I don't hate, he's not afraid to make big moves, but like, when you look at it, like, the Flames team that he's been a part of have done the same thing as the Leafs. Like they really good regular seasons, and then they like fall apart in the playoffs. Like it's you just... lose your biggest players when the time comes to sign them. So good yeah, luck but like <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, he lost Matthew Kachuk, but then like look what he did. Like he did get Huberto. Like he, he like when that trade happened, everybody thought it was a good trade both ways. Like nobody realized what Kachuk was going to do down in Florida and what. I mean, everybody probably could have projected Huberto would take a step back going to Calgary, but like not that far. The biggest and it's gonna step be, back in history. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting to see with a new coach in Calgary how well they do too, because I feel like a part of that was the yeah, guys that didn't want to play for Suter. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, but like we all know what goes on there now. It's Shanahan's plan. Like, like they've always said the Shanahan plan. Like it's, it is what it is there. And it's just like, it sounds like they're going to run back to core four. And it's just like, I'm sick of beating my head with the same fucking drum every single year and getting the same result. Like I just, you, you can't bring back the core four. And I was going to say that too. It's like Shanahan before they even made a decision on Dubas, they were like, the core four is not going anywhere. Shanahan says after, that after Dubas just said, anybody's everybody's up for grabs. Yeah. It's like, it's like that at that moment, it was like, okay, they're on different paths. Like it's not going to work, but like you said, this offseason for Pittsburgh, it's going to be interesting to see what Dubas does, if he's actually going to be the GM too, um, if he gets a GM or like what he does at draft day. Like the the guys, like I said, man, he works the fucking cap out of, honestly, he might be one of the best GMs in the league that can work the cap. Like it's unbelievable what he can do. So, I mean, it's, that's, he, I think he's the perfect guy for Pittsburgh with what they've got going on there yeah. and trying to, run it back as much as they can before Malk and Crosby and Latang are all done. And plus the team has like very cap friendly deals for their star players. Yeah. Unlike, I mean, they're, unlike they're Toronto. Older, but yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And not only like in Toronto were they not on friendly deals, but they're all those deals are about to be up and they're going to want even more. Like they're not going to yeah. sit back and like take a discount or anything like that. Which is crazy to me. Cause like, if you just build off of like, what they used to do is build off the success that you had and like what you could, com- could accomplish. And like, so far they haven't accomplished anything. And I so like, I, it's such a weird thing that like, it's, it's like the, I feel like the Hawks teams were the last teams to pay their players on what they've done for them. And obviously yeah. like, it's, it's such a hard thing because like, then you're paying guys when they're like older and they're obviously not yeah. going to finish out those contracts, Seabrook. which we've seen. Keith Seabrook, mm-hmm. uh, Jarmelson. Well, Keith's, Keith's contract was a 12 year deal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah um, it's more of a more seeds is probably the better example there. Seeds is the best, but Bickle, yeah. like having Bickle yeah. be like a, a great like playoff performer. And all those, there's being like, oh, this is not yeah. what we should have done. Putting Marcus Kruger on a three year deal as a fourth line center, or not three year, three million dollar deal as a fourth line center, like that. It's like, it's yeah, just we, like it's, we had success with him, but like that's not what you do. <laughs> but like I feel like that was the last grouping where it like changed into like we're paying for potential now and yeah. it's like I, I don't know it, I feel like you need to find that middle ground because like it paying for potential like I mm-hmm. like 
it's not working out. Like this is the first year that a team with making with a player making over $10 million is going to win a cup. Like, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Like you have to find that middle ground. Like I said, well, that's what, that's what I'm, paying, I'm paying saying. Like way too, much and too long for an older guy. That's done amazing things for you compared to like paying for the future. And are you going to be good? We really think so. Well, how do you how do you even justify paying more for these players if you're playing for the possibility that they're going to accomplish something? But like that's what you're already paying for, yep. and they haven't accomplished it. So like, right. how do you justify you're paying, paying them more because because you're afraid someone else is going to and exactly. you're going to get them for nothing? I mean, that's essentially what happened with Mitch Marner. Like, there's all these rumors that Columbus was going to offer sheet him, so then they just threw just under what Matthews was going to be making to keep him, and it's like. I'm curious now too, is how much of these contract negotiations were, was Dubas and how much was was it Shanahan? Like, how much did Shanahan yeah. just say, "Just fucking make it happen," versus yeah. Dubas saying, "Like, hey, let's you know, let's build up here." That is one thing about Dubas though that I don't like. He, um, he, the players love him, but you you can only love your boss so much. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, he gave all those players everything besides Willie Nylander, which still blows my mind why people hate Nylander. He had to fight for just over, like, just under seven million dollars. Well, that's what the thing where, like, why didn't they go that direction with, like, with Marner? Like, yeah. like if you you want to hold out, like, hold out. Like, cool. I like, think it was the, the year, come to a breaking point at some point. The year before with Nylander, him missing games, and then he came back from missing those games, and he wasn't great. So, like, he didn't want to do that again with Marner and. I don't know, but it's like he he's such a good person, it seems like, that he he just wants to be the nice guy all the time where he doesn't do those cutthroat deals and he doesn't – like he gives everybody what they want just to keep everybody happy, but it's like – I don't know. It, like I feel like that's part of the reason like in the playoffs like they fall apart. Like they're not tough. Like they're just coddled all the time, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it just – they just seem soft and it's just – so it's going to be interesting for Pittsburgh. They're, the, too. they're like the spoiled kids that it's like, they really are. No matter what well, they yeah, do, I mean, the tantrum they throw, they get what they want. And do you have any idea who my dad is? Yeah. It's, isn't it just like, as soon as the team fails, it's like, oh, well, is Dubas on the chopping block? It's like, well, what about the other fucking guys that didn't perform? <laughs> like, guys that can, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Everything that he brought to that team, I mean, granted, the goaltending was suspect. Bringing in Murray's bad idea. Joseph, you leaned on Joseph Wall, which he's gonna be a good player. Uh, Samsonov stepped up, but like, dude, they they got all. <sighs> he did everything in his possible power this yeah. year to to put a team out there to win. To win a he championship. Knew, they yeah. they saw the weakness in goaltending. He added defensive up front. He brought in defensive for like you know Ryan O'Reilly. Like you have Morgan. Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, and then you add Jake McCabe. You had Giordano. You had Justin Hall, which don't even get me started on him. And then you add Luke Shen. Luke Shen ended up being in your top four, and like so did Jake McCabe. And they were two of your best shutdown defensemen going like going into the playoffs. Like he did everything he could. He really did. Yeah, he gave the team every opportunity to succeed. Yeah. Uh, I just want to point out on Cap Friendly, it shows that Dubas is general manager and president of hockey operations. Oh, it does say both? Yeah. Okay. I don't so know. I, I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't doubt that. I was just curious because I didn't. Actually, I just never heard of them actually yeah. say GM. Yeah, I just heard Aki Ops, but. Yeah. 
Oh, I sense. trust cat friendly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I trust cat friendly more than it's me. It's so crazy. Like Kyle Dubis is like four years older than me. <laughs> Just like making these sick deals and god damn, dude. I think Kyle Davis in my age. I think he's 32, is, 33. Is Davidson younger than me? I think so. I think Shut he's the really fuck fucking up. young. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna so, lose it. I'm gonna lose it. Let's let's all look together. Yep. Let's yep. See. He's uh he no nope. Davidson Davidson's older than I am. Yeah. Yeah. He's an idiot. He's a, okay. You're fucking older than me. <laughs> all right, guys. I'm gonna be the next Hawks assistant general he was manager. Born on free agency day. He was born to be a GM. Yeah. There you go. It's true. Um, it's kind of crazy. Well, he just talk. takes the day off though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My birthday. I'm not doing work today. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So it's kind of crazy because I'm about to say here, let's wrap this up here soon to talk about that when we have a Stanley cup final going on and there's really not much to talk about in that sense. Um, to Vegas, looks good. Vegas is up to nothing. They won five, two, seven, two. Um, they've scored more goals than Bobrovsky in 84 minutes of hockey than the Carolina Hurricanes did in the entire Eastern Conference Final. Uh, Florida is also 0-6 in Stanley Cup Final, in their Stanley Cup Final history. They have oh not won a Stanley Cup Final game. They they're are, doing to Carolina. They're 0-7 yeah. at T-Mobile Arena, I believe I saw. Matthew Kachuk is 0-9 there. Okay. Jesus. Okay. So, even so this, if, is, this is setting up perfectly for a Game 7. So even if, live, baby. Yeah, so even if they do come back, they have to they have to win one in Vegas. They have to win one in Vegas. They have to get the monkey off their back. They yeah. They're just well, remember when the Hawks couldn't win a game in Vegas at all and then they finally what technically won a game against Vegas in the bubble? <laughs> I guess it wasn't in Vegas. They just couldn't beat Vegas, period. Like at home Vegas. or away. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean it's one of those things, man. Like this, this postseason, it does not matter how how big like a team has won two games because it doesn't mean shit for the next five, possibly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look the at, team, the team that just lost, is going to come back so like so fucking hungry. Florida and, came I back mean, to down three to one already this playoff. Yeah, like exactly. They know how the to come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right now, they're, they're this. In standings wise, they're playing the worst team that they played so far this postseason, which is fucking wild. But yeah, the it just seems like to me watching the games, like Florida's taking a shit ton of penalties, which they weren't taking a ton the first three rounds, or they were just getting away with more the first three rounds because they were playing like assholes, like they are. Um, but it just seems like three misconducts in two games, yeah, dude. It's it just seems like they're trying to do the same shit they were doing the first three rounds, but Vegas is so disciplined, poised and disciplined that they're, they're just like, we're here to win a cup. We're not here to fuck around. And like, they're just letting all that shit go. And the refs are just seeing Florida guys do stuff over and over again. And that's why they're getting all the penalties. Like I, I've, I forget who got tossed yesterday. And they were saying like, he skated past the Vegas bench and he was just beacon at all of them. And not one of them like looked at him. Like they all just looked past him and just like, didn't pay attention. Like didn't give him the time of day. Like that, that's a Stanley cup champion attitude right there. Like just focus yeah. on the game and don't focus on that shit afterwards, which Florida is going to have to change their game plan back in, um, back in Florida because what they're doing right now just isn't working. 
I hate that so I hate, hate the their management so much in Vegas to take away because it's like what the what Vegas is doing. It's like like you said, Stanley Cup hockey. They're a Stanley Cup team, and it's so fucking impressive what they're doing. But it's like I just fucking cannot stand this team. Like I I hate how they're built. I hate how their they their management handles their roster and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's like fuck. God damn it, dude. Do something right. So the thing that's like really showing in this as well is the during the regular season, the Florida Panthers were the second most penalized team in the league. Vegas was the least penalized team in the league. Yep. They have they have the most discipline. And then they were just like, okay, we'll take a power play. And then what their power play was probably pretty fucking good. Let's see. Not only that, but like it wasn't Palmer that great Reese's actually, but it was twenty percent. Palmer right. Reese teams are heavily penalized always. Like up in Winnipeg, they're always penalized, like mm-hmm. one on top of, and getting penalties. Like it's just, that's just the way. He just it, wants them to get in their fucking head. Yeah, and, I mean, I, you kind of saw it with Kachuk in the beginning of the first round, where he was really getting into the Boston players like a bit. Like he was getting mixing it up with Allmark that time. Like he wasn't getting penalized because everybody was just kind of getting shoved around. Right now, he's getting penalized. He's getting the misconducts, but like, I'm sure. He's just trying to fucking break people because the second that they start going after him, he's going to start tearing it up. He was laughing in the Maple Leafs faces anytime they did anything. And now he's so frustrated that he has, like you said, three fucking misconducts uh, misconducts and two. The the last two of them are so though. Yeah, that one was bullshit. Where he just one handed tapped the stick and it fell out of the guy's hand. Get out of here. Like also, Aiden, he, just, he destroyed Jack Eichel. I know. Did he get a oh, ten on the Eichel hit? God. No, that was, it was uh, afterwards. It was, was afterwards. All the scrums okay. afterwards. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a fucking. That was probably the cleanest that I've seen all playoff. Jack Eichel came out and said, "Like that was a clean hit." He's like, "It's a contact <laughs> game, and that was a clean hit." <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's what, worse because like, Eichel was falling like Eichel or whatever. Yeah, he, it looked like Eichel was gonna be fucking out, and then I mean, and. I mean, we didn't even talk about Gudis got fucking wrecked and he got he left the game, never came back. And that's a big issue for, for Florida too, because Gudis is a, a huge momentum like getter with and not a, they they don't have many injuries, honestly. Like yeah. I mean that we know of, obviously, but like they haven't really missed anybody at all this playoffs. Yeah. Florida or Vegas, like both. Florida. Well, I guess both, really. Yeah. It's like March is so, I think that whole story is hilarious too. The fact that March so and Riley Smith were Riley Smith. Give it, given to Vegas in order to like keep traded Riley Smith to make sure that they took March so. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking crazy. And then March so is the one that scores first on the two games in a row. Yeah. Um, like, wow. Before the, the playoffs started, I was looking at like Con Smythe odds for like who I would take and looking at. Obviously, Florida, I was looking at Kachuk and Bobrovsky. He was the the lead. But I was looking at uh, who I would take in in Vegas. Yeah. Looking at Aiden Hill, who was like yeah. plus 1,500, which was fucking crazy. And yeah. Marcia So, who was plus 650. And then Eichel was like plus 300 or something. And Marcia So is now the lead. And he's like minus 110. And I'm like, Jesus. He has two good games against Vegas and I'm like, or against Florida. And I'm like, I didn't take the bet. I just looked. <laughs> I just think he's got to be Aiden Hill, man. Yeah, if he keeps it up. Like, the, the I thing, was, 
it's going to be tough for like if Florida does come back and end up winning it all, it's going to be tough. I think arguing for Bobrovsky unless Chuck is just completely vanished during like the entire next like five or six five games. Whoever you know, yeah, you could have like Duclair and Verhage step up and take something. So. Yeah. yeah, or even like fucking Brandon Montour has been just insanely good during the whole playoffs. I mean, he had the most clutch goal against Boston. That's one that sent them into OT in Game Seven. And Chuck's been disgusting though. It's hard to argue against like a guy that gets three game winners in one series. An assist on the other. Yeah. Right. Like hockey's just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that game uh, is it tonight. Technically, no. with this post, no. No, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Okay, two days off, and then Thursday, Saturday, and then uh, not till next Tuesday. Damn, maybe if they go game yeah. five. So, all right, um, we're gonna wrap things I up. I don't here. like Stanley Cup final sweeps. I do not like them. No, even five games. Like, give me six. I want seven. Every Stanley Cup final needs yeah. to go seven, unless it's the Hawks because they always win in six. Exactly. I, I mean, who knows? Because that's that's old Hawks. This we're we're talking new Hawks here. Maybe we do sweep in the final. Then 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 that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna do um a new segment here to wrap things up uh for the show. Uh this is a Noli a Noli project. What do you want to call it? I don't so, know. We can we can uh we can workshop a name, but workshop on the name. Instead of uh Bring in trivia, which I still have trivia lined up if we ever want to go back to it. <laughs> I'll save that for the offseason, though. Um, no, I just seen a lot of these like tic tac toe boards with the uh, you know, teams or like trophies lined up, and you like it's just two people going tic tac toe, but you have to name that player from you know, two teams that, that, line fit, that fits it, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know. I was just bored the other day and I just started making some boards thinking it'd be fun, and yeah, I'm upset that i don't get to take part but i'm excited that i got to build them and see who you guys come up with um, we'll get the concept down then we can switch off making oh, them so that I everybody will, i would love to make them yeah. i have i have three of those made up already um two of them i well i have three written down i have two of them on excel so we can either do one we can do two today but whatever so let's stick let's let's start with one let's see how quickly we get one yeah yeah let's, let's start <laughs> with that good. Okay, so and we're not looking up anything. How this goes? You, you'll look it up. Bones is over here. I have a list. Hang, let me uh, let me go get my list. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a list of like possible answers? Is that what it is? I don't know, but this is gonna be fun. I think it better be. It better if be. It's not. I quit. <laughs> it's out here somewhere. I just had it. Um, so fuck. <laughs> Kings and Predators had discussed a trade involving goalie UC Saros during the season prior to LA landing Corpusalo Gavrikov. UC Saros, jeez. Whoa, that would have been okay. if could you imagine UC Saros in LA? Imagine why Nashville would do that without UC Saros. <laughs> Multiple firsts and prospects says. Okay. All I'm right, so I'll share my screen and I don't know if this is working. <laughs> this is a great way to to end the podcast with a. There we go. go. Okay. Okay, I All see right. what we got here. So for those listening, 
across the top, we got the Hawks, the Hurricanes, and the Blue Jackets. And then down the left, it's Selkie winners, Caller uh, winners, Caller Trophy, not Caller Cup, and then Stanley Cup. So, like I said, the goal is get tic-tac-toe. You have to name, you know, somebody from the Hawks that won the Caller before to get that spot if nobody can figure out what's going on. So, I don't know who's going to start, but... Is it... And there's answers for every single one? Yes. Um, there's at least two guys for every single one. Oh, damn. Okay. Damn. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, why, that's why I had to get the list because there's only two for some of them. And it's also, it's they didn't have to win that trophy with, with that, that team. team. It's gotcha. just they won a trophy oh, and played for that team. Because right. obviously no, nobody's won the cup with the Blue Jackets. Oh, that's true. So I don't know who's going to go first, but uh... Tanner, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll just take the easy one. That's uh, the Selkie and the Blackhawks and go with that taste. <laughs> that's top left corner there. All right. Um, let's see. Maybe I am going to go. Andrew Ladd, Stanley Cup, but Carolina. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I should have had these fucking letters. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You know, we're workshopping. We're gonna we're gonna make this perfect going forward. All right, whenever you're ready, Tanner, go ahead. Um, damn. Uh, I mean, it's like some of them are easier than you think, but you like, <laughs> it's hard to get there. Right. I'm just trying to picture. I, I can just do easy ones and go down the line, but he would also be able to just get that though too. I was gonna say I figured like one of you would go for the Hawks like line, and then the other yeah. one would block it really quick. Yeah, yeah that's what I, that's what it's <laughs> like. Uh, um, okay, yeah, I'll just do Patty Kane Calder. All right, then Jonathan Tave Stanley Cup, or any of the other right thirty. <laughs> yeah, there was, yeah. That was one of the ones I did not write out. <laughs> um, oh, I can't think of his name. So this is like all-time roster, right? So it's not just yeah. like current? Oh, it's the goalie? Yeah. Anybody to ever play for the, these teams that have ever won a Stanley Cup or Collier or Selkie, like I said. Oh, um, Jeff Carter in Columbus. Yep. Did you have Gabrick down with Tampa? Just curious. What? Or wait, no, what? Gabrick never played for Columbus. Never mind. Yeah, he did. He did? Yeah. Wasn't Gabrick yeah. on Columbus? Mm-mm. I don't think no. so. No, he was LA. I wasn't thought his he? contract. I thought his contract got traded to Columbus. Oh. All right, Calder. Fucking Carolina. Ooh. Fuck, I don't know. Um, there's not many options, but there's one. That there's one. Wasn't Cam? Odd. It wasn't Cam Ward, was it? No. No. Does that count as your turn? Yeah. Uh, it's kind. You said it's kind of obvious, though. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna have to have like I'm gonna have to like set a time limit. It's like I don't yeah. think with no Svechnikov didn't win it. No. 
Um, I can't even think who's on Carolina at this point. <laughs> I'm struggling. For those listening right now, Tanner has a chance to win. He just needs the Carolina Calder winner. And that's the, the only option for a win right now. Oh, my God. And it's funny because, like, I can think of the Calder winner for Columbus because it's the guy that beat out Chris Versteeg. But I can't think of who the fuck is on Carolina. Just take it. Put the real pressure on me. Is it in a, it, so, wait, it's like, fuck, Steve Mason? Is that what his name is? From uh, Columbus. From Columbus, the Calder Trophy winning goalie. Is that your answer? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Okay, I got that one. <laughs> so now, Jeremy has to block two different spots. <laughs> like Selkie Columbus winner or Calder Carolina winner. Selkie. Rick Nash was in a Selkie, was he? Uh, no. Fuck. All right. Just going my gut, trying to keep, you know, keep it going. Man, adding Columbus is like a hard one. That's a tough one. I tried to... I think the next, the next one's pretty easy, and then the following one's just the third one I have is just teams, but I don't have that one built yet. So what would be a good amount of time for each question? Oh, I don't know, like forty-five seconds, thirty oh, seconds. Dude. I was gonna say fifteen or thirty. Oh yeah. I can't think on who's one fucking Selkies. It's just been too much Patrice Bergeron that I'm having a hard time thinking of anybody else. I would like Fuck. want to help, but I, I'm not going to because I don't want to help. <laughs> Jim, you got anything? Did you go? Yeah, I I was the last one to go, wasn't I? No, I said or, Rick Nash yeah, for yeah. Selkie. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize that was my turn. <laughs> um, did Jordan Stahl ever win a Selkie? No. Okay, so that would have been just the other spot for me because I can't think of the other two that I really Another need. potential winner. Did, okay, yeah. how about this? Did uh did Ron Francis win a Selkie? He did win a Selkie. So now you gotta get that Calder. (laughs) (laughs) Carolina Hurricane Calder. Fuck. Who knew you knew so much about uh, Carolina history, Jerem? Dude, I literally have named like the three guys I remember that wasn't currently on the team. (laughs) So there's two spots left. One, I can't win. One, either of them could get win. Where are you going, Tanner? I doesn't. I don't know. I can't think. It's too much pressure. Um, I mean, fucking Columbus is just so like guys just roll through there. So like, who the fuck was on that team anyway? I want to like, I want to give a hint so bad, but <laughs> it's gonna be something stupid, and I know it. Um, I don't know Calder, fucking Col- like Carolina Calder. Rod Brindamore, I don't fucking know. No. Yeah, I don't even think I don't even know if he was drafted by them. Can, can I can I ask for the two spots available? Is it him for both of us? Are they currently or they did they win it with the two teams? 
Uh, Probably no one either. It's going to not help at all. This There's only two options here, and I I know one I, didn't, and I think one they didn't. I don't think anybody on Columbus has won it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think anybody has ever won like individual hardware on Columbus, other than the one that I literally just said the fucking Calder Trophy for Steve Mason. Um, <laughs> can I give you guys a hint for this Calder and sure. says it first gets it? Sure. Yeah. Uh, still in the league, in the Eastern Conference. That's it. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's fucking obvious, dude. It, it's probably really. Oh, uh, Sean Couturier. <laughs> no, oh. that's that was more. That would be more if a, anything. Columbus connection. God damn it! Just just before the 2010 era, I think. Is it Jordan Stahl? No. Huh. Uh, I don't think Jordan Stahl had won it. Oh, it's the Calder. What am I thinking of? Calder, rookie of the year. Plays for Buffalo. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Oh, Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner, yeah. yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. God damn, I forgot he won the I color. forgot about Jeff yeah. Skinner. Jeff Skinner and Sergey Samsonov. And then this one was uh, Michael Sergei Samsonov? and Ser- uh, Sergey Fedorov. Who was the oh other one? Oh my God, Fedorov? I Michael forgot Pekka. about that. I didn't know Pekka won a selfie. Yeah, I didn't either. That was weird. Interesting. That's a, yeah, that was really that was that was the shit he did play for Columbus. That was pretty tough. Yeah, no, that was that was actually, that was a tough one. All right, you said the other uh, one's easier. Uh, yeah, I have a name for this one, but I'm not gonna name it until we you do it. Go for it. Let's just do it. Do you want to? Do you want to end the episode and we can just do this one as like a a real thing? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. that <laughs> All right, so that will be the. <laughs> Rest of this episode, uh, episode 226. Tanner, what are we calling it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we calling it? I don't know, man. Fucking three weeks till glory. How many days out are we? 21. 21. It's going to be beautiful. All right, so make sure to follow us on social media at WCB Podcast, um, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you find your podcast. Follow Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. Uh, DraftKing code, promo code THPN. Um, yeah, other than that, we will, we'll see you on the next one. We'll, All right. We'll do- Later, boys. Bye. next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.